0: we gonna drop this next bomb for a money-making player that ain't with us no more. Yeah, Notorious B.I.G. Hell no! We're gonna do this for a gang-banging thug that never seen it coming. Yeah, Tupac Shakur. Nah, bitch! I'm talking about
1: motherfucking... TC and Jake. ...and shit. Hey, man. how How's it going? How you living, dude?
0: Oh, just fantastic. Everything is coming up, Jake. That's what I like to hear. I didn't hear the open. I don't know if you care about that. I don't think it's that big of a deal because I don't have any audio to play.
1: Yeah, I don't either. But I will uh, make it over because then my voice will be crisper. I think.
0: How well, come no yeah, one talks about crisper anymore? Oh, we don't, man. Crisper had a moment and then just kind of, uh, kind of went the way of like the hoverboard. we were like told this is going to be the way everything, the wave of the future.
1: Then like one guy tried it, and everyone is like, "No, we didn't mean that."
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's probably still nerds telling you that it's making a lot of advances and a lot of lives have been saved, but I don't, you know, honestly, Christopher, probably probably COVID. (laughs) If you look at COVID casualties, I would say people being like, no, but gene editing technology is going to be able to transform what it means to be a human. And we're like, we just want to be alive today.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot (laughs) of scientists have been busy with some stuff. Yeah. Can't exactly. really get
0: into that right now. Although, feels like it was an opportunity for CRISPR. You know?
1: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: That would have been a huge boost to the. Uh, but instead, it
1: was mRNA's time, whatever the that, fuck that means.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, everything's going great. Um, it's definitely a, a good week to have everything, basically, in my life go poorly at once. Um, yeah. Well, at
1: least you still got your car.
0: I flew a little too close to the sun, TC.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's basically like you've been begging for it to happen. It's still, I'm not, it's not like I'm like, oh good, he got what he's coming to him. I wish it, I wish your car had kept going. And in fact, I wish it could fly.
0: That's what I want for you. And who knows, maybe tonight, whenever I go see if uh, I can jump it in the doctor's parking lot where it is right now from (laughs) the appointment I had this morning, maybe it will start. (laughs) That's actually happened a number of times where it was. Please like,
1: tell me it was a regular doctor and not the not you just got done coming in a sterile facility and then walked back out.
0: I'm going to split the difference here and tell you it is the fertility doctor, but it was not a cum appointment.
1: Okay, well, that's good. Just as long as yeah. you didn't have like little extra dribble down your pants, no, as no, you, but you it's, just like kind of working your boxers, trying to hold them away from your body a little right. bit, and then the car won't start. <laughs> yeah. Right. Who wants that?
0: Now, I did have a few minutes to kill in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, even just though head it wasn't, back oh, in. Right. Uh, yes, I'm this not morning,
1: scheduled, but if I could get a peep at some of those mags. <laughs> a little privacy the time. for
0: 96 seconds. Uh, there was a guy this morning. Like We've talked about this ad nauseum. I'm not uncomfortable being there anymore. Everybody knows what everybody's doing in there. Nobody's happy. Is no, not a place that is is happy for anybody.
1: Some people are happy
0: for a moment. Yeah. Real well, sickos. Uh, also, the uh, probably the billing department. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a guy this morning, he walked in with the bag. And of course, as a veteran here, I know I know what that bag is with that little twiny handles. I know what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. And he walked in with the bag, and he goes. He set it down on the counter, and there's, of course, everyone who works there pretty much is female. And uh, he sits it on the counter. Not the okay. Line, what? Everyone's there is female. They
1: like of all the places for us to have a little sensitivity about how we staff. Yeah, I had I have to be dealing with what like w- when I'm doing this. We can't yeah. just have a guy to hand my fucking literal cum to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's it's all, you know, 20s, 30s, maybe 40s aged women. And uh, the guy sits the bag on the counter and she's like, all right, yeah, you can just sit right there. And he goes, ha, hopefully we got a couple winners in there.
1: Okay, bud.
0: I'm like, all You're right. You're
1: not making it better. You're making it worse.
0: I understand that you do the Ola bit at Tex-Mex restaurants, but leave that <laughs> shit at the door whenever you walk in. <laughs> When you walk in here, that does not play. <laughs> uh, so, no, my car, as we've talked about, was on its last legs, but this is such a multi layered fucked situation, TC. Okay. Because I was not. Hold on. Let's make sure that's. All right. I was not aware that my driver's license expired on my 36th birthday. Okay. I didn't even know it was coming. And honestly, I, the reason I guess I thought that I wasn't aware was because uh, in October of 2019, we moved and I went and got a new driver's license. Um, I actually went and did it. Yeah. So I don't really understand like how this all works and I don't even really care to know. I just know that even though I got a new picture and I got a new uh, issue date, the expiration date did not move from 8 5
1: That's surprising.
0: Yeah, I know. I thought it was really weird, too. And maybe I'm misremembering this, and I just did the change of address form and didn't actually go in. I don't even remember. Uh, I thought I did. I look the same as I do now, so it looks like it's a relatively recent picture of me. So Mm -hmm. uh, I took the advice of one of our friends, as I mentioned on a previous podcast, and opted to go with outside financing for my vehicle. It was very easy. Um, I did it like the first week of August. And they were like, all right, just fill all this stuff out, all this paperwork, and uh, we'll have you a check in like two days. I was approved at the rate I was comfortable with and amount that was going to work for my uh, desired vehicles. And so you get through that stage and then they're like, all right, now we need a physical copy of your insurance and uh, your license. or uh, you know, uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I sent them the picture and they emailed back on August 7th. Mm-hmm. The day after I sent it and said, this driver's license expired two days ago. Mm. And I'm like, God, Jesus. So they can't send the check, right, because I need a new driver's license. So that's like two weeks ago, uh, two weeks and like two days ago. Uh, initially, I, I was wrong about where you can get your license renewed. Um, like I went to the office in Southlake where you do the registration, I was already over there. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna pop in here after I'm picking up, you know, contacts. They're like, you can't do that here. You got to go to, you know, over to Hearst, over to Carrollton. And so now I'm like just kicking it down the road a little bit here because obviously I was out of town the last four days that basically knocks off, you know, 20% of the time in between here. Uh, and it's just really, really hard When you over, like, I try to thread the needle time-wise each week, you know? And it's really hard with our shift to get to one of those places, especially if you're doing the podcast and you're trying to do kid stuff. So about a week ago, I started looking online. First, I thought, well, I can just do this online, right? I can't. I guess whatever one this is, every however many years, you have to go in.
1: Yeah, yeah. I understand that about the... Whenever it's expired, yeah.
0: Yeah, even if it's... But I think even if it wasn't expired, I think there's some you have to go in for. Like yeah, every 10 yeah, year. yeah.
1: But I think, like, the expiration, it's like every other one or something like mm-hmm. that. I know there yeah. is some sort of... They want to see you standing yes. in front of you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I couldn't do it online, which I'd actually, now that I'm saying this, had tried to do, like, uh, the same day that I submitted the deal. wasn't going to work online. Um, and then... A couple of days after that, I tried to book an appointment because those places are open from seven to seven. They're not open on the weekend, which is would be tremendously helpful for me. Yeah, but they're not. So I tried to book on uh, online, and when I tried back on, I would say August fifteenth, the next available appointment to book online was at, at any of the five mega centers that are within like fifteen miles of my house. Was like the second week of September.
1: Oh Jesus! Yeah. Okay.
0: So I think they just got so backed up that with probably through COVID time of short sure. hours and yeah. of just not being open at all, and everybody probably a lot of other people in. putting it off. Exactly. Like, even
1: if they could have just done in there, I mean, I would have been like, "Fuck, I'll just wait a couple months."
0: Yeah, I'm probably just gonna show up at one at seven a.m. tomorrow because plenty of people get through there each day that don't have appointments. They just have to be there for, like, two and a half hours.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I I think you could probably be out of there by noon. I I have gone to, like, the opening of... Uh, God, what was it? It was some kind of thing. Harry Whatever. Potter. What's that? Harry Potter. No, no, it wasn't the opening of Harry Potter. There was some kind of form that I needed whenever I got back here in 2018. There was some fucking bullshit going on and uh i just waited in line like so i that was definitely my plan of like i i showed up in the middle of the day once and the line was super fucking long and i was like not doing it like it was stretched around the building like, i was mm-hmm. like i'm not doing this and uh so i was like i know i'll just go early <laughs> it was longer like it was fucking yeah. insane like the number of like you you got to get their fucking bieber tickets early to yeah. be able to do this thing, so uh, I don't know, dude. Seven's a great idea. I think you would probably end up spending less time on the whole task if you made it six thirty.
0: Yeah, and that's probably what I'll do. And then obviously, there's a chance that if I have to by like nine thirty, I'll just pull the ripcord.
1: God, that would suck.
0: And I'll just bail. But I what mean, what kind of show are you gonna I have that day? You think good one? Well, the good thing is, is you can kind of like sit there and prepare. Yeah, you know, like that's what I.
1: I wouldn't like to, but it's possible. Yeah, you can read,
0: you can edit audio. I mean, hotspot your phone if you have to for internet. Um, So yeah, my plan is that I just by the next two days need to get that done. Then it'll take them a day to two days to send the check, and then I can go get a car because right now everything sucks. Now the good the good news is my parents live pretty close by uh, now, and they don't really use their second car at all like they drive to work together pretty much every day or my mom stays home and works from home and my stepdad goes to their office so it's that part is certainly helpful yeah Um, we're
1: both work from home so i i i've been seriously thinking and i don't know if i have a lot of enthusiasm from the other side on this but i kind of think we don't need two cars
0: yeah no i'm sure a lot of people who live in bigger cities uh where walking is more possible Think that's pretty ridiculous but yeah so that's where i'm at tc and ticket stock practice or summer bash practice is tonight of course i know you know what that means it means you're getting home at midnight yeah uh well maybe they'll let you go bash. first no no and i don't even care and now i don't care anymore because now i actually kind of like not having to go out there until Nora is going to bed yeah sure um and i know the deal i've been through this enough times to know that you're not if it says you're going to go at 8.45, you're going at 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything's awesome. Everything's pretty sweet right now.
1: That sounds awesome. That, yeah. uh, it really sounds like you're you're having a kick-ass time. I mean, you did get to go to Montana.
0: I did get to do that. It was really the Saw ultimate some white water highs, rafting photos. Highs of highs, lows of lows uh, type 48-hour stretch for me
1: what uh how much yellowstone did you guys do
0: um well it depends on if you count how much time you're like in the van which is still pretty cool dude
1: that's pretty much all i did and i loved it yeah
0: yeah so i would say man i don't know on saturday it was probably like five out five six hours that's great but a couple hours of it were in the van you know there's yeah. a lot of driving involved but it's pretty sweet the driving is is nice especially if you're in a comfortable like sprinter van like we were we weren't like sitting on top of each other it was very nice i like the sprinter van yeah that's Um, cool so and then but we actually went so most of the group left sunday morning and we went the four of us that were left josh included in this we went back on sunday nice and did like another part of it um went in through a different entrance i'm pretty sure and then we're we're walking down a different part so like total probably like nine hours ten hours that's great Old and, Faith was kind of overrated.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm a little with you on that. Yeah. I mean, I, like, did we did, was it on the air that I was telling you the my because I I kind of t- tried to say like it's it's not the most impressive geyser in the park. It's not close. It's just the yeah. one that they know when it's going to go off, and it's pretty frequent.
0: Yeah, and because people know it's going to go off, <clears throat> there's just a billion people there. Yeah. I mean, so that, that was
1: they got the bit like the main building, you know, is next to it, yeah, and that's cool, yeah.
0: You know, it is cool, yeah. There's there's some wild wild shit in there,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just you know that that's America. That's my yeah. feeling at the entire time I'm walking around is like, fucking look at America, what yeah. a beautiful country we are.
0: Yeah, and not just obviously as I know you're alluding to, not just the exterior. It just feels very like. I mean, it's
1: yeah. The, the whole the, country is coming. Like, yeah. easy to imagine a family from Florida being like, "We need to go to Yellowstone."
0: Yes, yeah, and and also like people and a from lot other of
1: families com- from uh, Wuhan. Also. I was gonna
0: say a lot of people from other countries very excited about uh, about Yellowstone, but yeah, there was a guy with us. It was pretty pretty funny, dude. And like, I was kind of thinking it, but I was like, "Man, that's kind of a dickhead." I would feel like a dickhead thing to say, but like it happened and he was just like, is that it? And he said it loud enough to where like all of the other, you know, (laughs) families from domestic and otherwise like heard it, you know, and this was a big moment for them. Yeah. And he's just like smoking a cigarette. He's like, is (laughs) "Is that it? (laughs) I was like, "Ah." I was kind of thinking, I was kind of thinking, is that it?
1: Yeah, no, I, you know, I wouldn't go all that way just to see Old Faithful, but the rest of the stuff is pretty dope. No, there's there's yeah. one, like, I think the one that, that they would identify as, like, either the biggest or second biggest, but it's, like, it goes off once every 48 hours, but it's not, like, on 48 hours. There's, like, a six-hour span where, like, it might be the beginning, of it, it might be the end, we don't fucking know, uh, which is crazy to me. It feels like one day science will be able to predict it, but... Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, that that came up with us as well. Just like, all right, I mean, can't you? If you know enough of the the uh, variables,
1: surely you can design some machine learning to to figure this out. But uh, yeah, no, we just happened to be walking by when it went off. It's one of the great regrets of my life. I had a video of it, and uh, I think it was on a computer that died. I don't think I have it anymore. I've been looking for a while, Um, but whatever. I, I got to you know I got to live it. Who cares about the video, right? And it, it is like fucking like larger than like most hot tubs, I would say. Like the pool of water we're looking at, and like that whole thing is like shooting stuff up like, I don't know, four stories high. It was dope. Yeah. That kind of stuff is great, but hard to do.
0: All the different, you know, the colors and stuff of like yeah. the pools. That's all really, really cool. And you really just trippy. don't see that shit in
1: nature. Those fucking no. colors. Oh my god.
0: No, not at all. And then even like you know, it's almost like in some parts, this is a real dumb zone thing to say, but at some points it's like when you're walking past some of the stuff, like the formations, the way that, that it's formed over time, it's like uh, it's like being in a cave that's outside.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> <'Cause> sure. <they're,
0: laughs> there's like stalactites, uh, you know, there's like uh, very clearly defined like rock formations that are like almost symmetrical and like it looks like they were carved you know if they were just by water uh then there's like random areas where there's like gas and you're like oh that's kind of weird and then uh on sunday i said to josh i was like so uh, i know there's like a bunch of different geysers up here and stuff but i go uh and i know the park is huge like where exactly is the super volcano and he like kind of turned to me and he was like we're in it yeah (laughs) he was like He's like this is it. <laughs> this whole yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So super like huge. That's yeah. why it's, yeah. <laughs> All right,
1: all right. I see what they're saying. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um Yeah, it was it was I mean, as you know, just being just driving up there is incredible. Thursday night was freaking uh, it was torrential downpour. Nice. And it was just me and Josh uh, driving we had about an hour and a half drive and it was oh it was torrential uh,
1: downpour during the drive
0: yes that's like it was nice. at, and it was at night
1: so i think being in a cabin having a downpour that sounds
0: peaceful and serene yeah no this was driving to a get...
1: treacherous road and there's no yes. other kind over there
0: <laughs> yeah it was uh i was leaned over like you know yeah zoo, just like i right, just get, we just got to get there we just got to get there And uh, we did, but I was definitely pretty freaked out at some small part. But we had pretty good weather the rest of the time. Um, By Friday afternoon into evening, it was... Because, like, when we were first about to go, like, on this rafting trip on Friday, the forecast was, like, it's going to be raining pretty much the whole time you're on the water. And I was like, I'm going to do this no matter what, if if enough people to fill one boat are down. But I was a little worried that people were like, I really want to go sit for... Two two and a half hours in a raft, in rain, and we ended up doing it. But you know, the the guides were wearing like full rain suits. In fact, we put on wetsuits this time. Okay, which we did not do last time.
1: No, definitely not. This is right so on clothes.
0: yeah. This was like you wear wear the suit with the booties and then like a, a rain smock thing. Um, and then it yeah, didn't rain. It didn't rain. It was it was. Slightly sprinkling when we first were gearing up, but it ended up just being kind of kind of nice to not get soaked whenever you the boat dipped a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's cool because it, it, yep. I, I, I would assume it's the same as the uh, situation as our Montana River situation before of that's some of the coldest water
0: for yeah. fucking summer. It, we didn't get as wet as we did last time because uh, the river wasn't moving quite as fast, but mm-hmm. if you get wet at all. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It can be briefly refreshing, but <laughs> yeah. sustained exposure to that water is not fun at all. Um, And then, yeah, just all, it's just a weird place, man. Like on Sunday, uh, when it was just the four of us, after we went to the park, we went to this place called Livingston. It's just a tiny little mountain town with like one drag. It was probably, you know, very, very... Booming 50 years ago And there's some cool stuff there for sure But like I don't really know how to explain it If you've never been up there I mean we've talked before about how weird it is That you can You can buy a bottle of alcohol At the bar and leave with it It is odd Yeah And you could even do it at a laundromat The last time we were up there There was a place that was a laundromat That sold bottles of booze I mean in Texas you can't buy alcohol You can't buy liquor at the grocery store Where you buy beer and wine Yeah so to then say not only can you just you can just buy it anywhere. Yeah. And you'll be in like a pretty nice bar. Um, like we were in Livingston, and then you just like look to the back half of the, the bar is just gaming machines. Like everywhere. Like you're it's not a better at a casino. World. It's just everything all at once there together. It's it's, it's all a casino. It really kind of is. And I mean it's all video poker and stuff, but yeah. It's a trip, dude. Like you, you know, and then even, like, the place we were at, uh, the first place we went on Sunday was a nice little bar. And they have, like, a deal right there where you pay a dollar and you get to shake the cup with five die in it and see if they all come up your number. And then you you uh, you win the pot for that day. Wow,
1: I love that. Like, just how random many, shit like that. How many fucking rolls did you go
0: for? Well, so... Despite, like, the way this is often portrayed, because I really like making fun future bets, like, that's not really my thing. See, However, the,
1: the cup of dice sounds perfect. I would love to just do that all day.
0: So, so would Greg. Yeah. One of the guys I went with, and he was like, all right, so he's like 20, there were four of us, he's like, well, we'd just take five. She was like, ah, uh, it's one roll per person per day. Oh, Really? Yeah, but that the doll sucks. actually gets you two rolls. Like, they have two different cups with two different pots. Okay. It's like one of them has hit more recently than the other. So, one of them was like 500. The other one was like two grand. Nice. And uh, so, we each rolled and then he was like, so, I mean, do they have this at like every um, bar on the strip down here? <laughs> That's a good question. She was like, most of them. And it took about one minute from them before we got the, so, I don't know. You guys just want to kind of pop around? Like maybe try a
1: different <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> you know, again, hit.
0: We saw a guy walk in. Uh it's probably it's like four four thirty, five o'clock in the afternoon. A guy walked in, did not order a drink, paid a dollar, rolled his two rolls, walked out. Hell yeah, dude. Just like that's part of his daily routine is let's go knock out a couple rolls here. He probably
1: works next door, just heading in.
0: Yeah. If yeah, he wins, not in. he's
1: not going into work.
0: And then we were there for a shift change because, like, the lady asked us to tab out after one drink. She's like, all right, she's coming in now. And uh, it was one of those things where – Don't tell her uh, we rolled. Well, one of the guys was like, oh, yeah, maybe we we could roll again now. And she was, like, kind of laughing, like, yeah, I mean, I guess so. And it was kind of, like, quiet down. And Greg was like, can we really roll again? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Seriously, though. That's great. (laughs) Let's roll again um no, really justin has told me i've i have not had the opportunity to do it yet although i i unless a terrible car accident befalls me intend to certainly do it soon um that in uh washington state they have a form of lottery that's just like uh, pull tabs it's just tabs they just every, i've heard of that before every bar has got like a big box full of tabs and they can choose when to like pull a box like if if they if the bartender feels like there's too many good things left in there for you he he does have the option to uh to switch out boxes but like each one's got like a set number of you know uh, you know how lotteries work sure and so yeah you just uh you can just fucking sit there all night just fucking pulling them
0: <laughs> yeah I'm glad they limited because I could definitely see people just I mean I guess Vegas works on the opposite logic which is Get people as drunk as you can so they'll keep spending money. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad they had a limit just for certain members of our traveling party.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I uh, then, I got I got two kind of bummer topics. So do you feel like we've had enough fun yet?
0: Yeah. And I told the full, like, prank story today. Nice. Uh, uh, so those will probably be on the Ticket Podcast webpage. Uh, and if they're not, maybe we'll do it at a later date. Because it would take me like another half hour, and it turns out um, I have the very demeaning uh, expedition of having my wife come pick me up to go jump my car here in a little bit. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, So I guess hit the bummer. Okay, so, uh, I mean, you know, relative, whatever. Two things. One, um, I uh, was thinking about racism in general for the episode Mm. that uh, was just released on this feed with Dan on the Patreon. And was thinking, whatever happened to those guys that sang the N-word song on the OU bus? You, of course, remember this story. Sig Eps? That sounds right. It was certainly a fraternity.
0: Um, I want to get this right.
1: Yeah, because it's, it's in the song. It's There will never be an N-word, S-A-E.
0: Yes, Sigma, Alpha, Epsilon, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. And so you know, in in I, it ended up. I don't even remember. I recall in the video. There's like one guy that's clearly in the video that like he's standing in the aisle, like yelling it. Yeah, I think he's a
0: Dallas guy.
1: Well, yeah. There was, and then there was another. Like two kids got kicked out of OU based off of this. Um, and I did not go back and listen to what we said about it at the time, but my recollection of it is, is that we were uh, we were horrified. But that I had some concerns about, like, what is the punishment for this exactly? Like, if Mm -hmm. you're kicking them out of OU, my worry at the time was, um, then, like, surely no other self-respecting institution is going to take you. Like, so do you you think it's a fair punishment that these kids just don't go to college? And then, like, what kind of job are they going to end up with compared to the one they would have had if they had gone to college? Like, are they going to... Like, what kind of lifetime penalty are, is in their earnings if you intervene at this specific moment? And, like, I definitely think they should pay a penalty for what they were doing. You have to. It's abhorrent behavior our society should not accept. But, like, if the penalty – like, the difference between having a college degree and not for the average person is, like, I don't know, a million and a half over the course of your lifetime. It's like, do I think what they were doing was so wrong that you could lose a million and a half dollars? And I was starting to, you know, I was going through all that in my head again. And I was like, it has been several years. I wonder if I could kind of have more information about this whole deal. I, I, basically, I wonder if, like, the morning news had run a story about this with an update uh, of just kind of, like, what happened. And if, if that just, like, passed me by. You know, if that story didn't get a lot of, uh, didn't get a lot of promotion or whatever. And I started Googling... Like, just light, light Googling. Cannot stress enough how little effort I put into this. And immediately found that, one, there has not been any further press coverage. And, two, I was totally wrong about Hmm. what kind of consequences that these kids would suffer. And I want to preface all of this by saying that I guess that what I'm – like – my initial position is, like, what it would say about this current situation that I have found is that this is good. And I think that's where I am. Like, I'm I'm, I'm happy that they had some disruption to their lives and that it turns out the disruption was not huge. And I hope that everyone listening to this kind of, like, follows in that spirit. I, I don't want the result of this to be that, like, this blows up and these kids get harassed. And, you know, I mean, at this point, they're not kids, but... You know, like I, they paid a penalty, you know, like they, they didn't get to go to the college. They really wanted to go to all their friends. Like, and in the case of the, the ringleader, the guy that's in the, I mean, ever this was well reported at the time. I think everyone probably remembers there were people protesting outside his house for like a week. Like yeah. that would be terrifying. And I'm not saying like, I'm not really registering whether it was right or wrong for people to do that. Um, I'm not sure that I have an opinion. I'm just saying that that is part of the penalty he paid, and like so these these guys definitely. I would hope that they walked out of this saying that, uh, boy, we shouldn't have done that, and I I think that landed, and I I definitely want that objective to be accomplished, and I think it did get accomplished. So I don't know, but uh, they like got into really good schools immediately after. Like none of it's on there. Like none of it's. Uh, it's not like it's not like I found a story that says like, hey, it's not. Like, it's quotes from the kid being like, can't believe it, but yeah, we just got into great schools. But you can find their LinkedIn profiles super easy. It's the first mm-hmm. Google result whenever it pops up, and like there's other details on there that make it really clear. I'm a hundred percent sure it's them. And yeah. like one of them works in finance, like the other one works in real estate. I think that they're definitely making more than we were at that age, and like probably more than we are now, um <laughs> yeah, probably, you know, and like uh in whenever you match up like okay, so it says that he got his degree and left college here like it was this was this happened in the spring semester by the fall semester, like I thought that there was no way that a large state school would just be like uh. Yeah, I mean, this caused a giant shitstorm elsewhere, but uh, fuck it. We'll just invite this kind of press. And they were right, like, to not worry about it because none of the press came. So, like, I, I guess I'm a little – I i wonder what kind of consistent values are held by the other people who are participating in this story. Like, whenever you're writing all kinds of stories at, at the moment and, like, this is a big thing um, – like, it, it seems like you're articulating some sort of vision about what level of notoriety these guys hold and, like, what, how much public scrutiny they should face and, like, that kind of thing. And I, it doesn't feel to me like the media changed its mind or that the mob changed its mind. It's just – it feels to me like they got distracted. And looking back on it and, like, seeing everything that's happened since then, uh, they just never really picked it back up. And I, I think that's good, but – I'm not sure that they thought it was good. You know, like if you ask the people like writing about the topic at the time, so do you think that we should all just forget about this in six months? I think that they would have been like, no, but they did. (laughs) Like, you know, like no one was calling up the admissions department of the next school and looking at especially like the thing that I really failed to anticipate here is that they're rich white kids with rich white parents. Yeah. And like, I have no doubt that they got into these schools because their dad goes to a country club with someone who is in the admissions office. And it wasn't a regular application to like, hey, can I go to this big known
0: school? You know, I remember thinking that at the time, I don't know if I specifically remember thinking it about college admission, as much as I remember thinking it about uh, employment, which was just, you know, and you could make the case that look, what is you said, they're not politicians. um, They're not elected officials, but that That obviously the coverage plays a part in it, but that like, dude, I mean, there's going to be people who um, almost are giving them more of a chance because they were involved in this. Because they're like, ah, who didn't do something stupid as a kid? And like felt like they were there were people that were going to welcome them with open arms for no other reason than to back be backlash against their view of cancellation yeah and i think this happens a lot too by the way you know we always make the cpac jokes um but i don't know i remember the officer
1: the darren wilson who shot michael brown that like he just stopped working and like but was like you know hid out in a safe house continuing to pay his bills because there was just a lot of money rolling in for people who were like this is this is fucked up you shouldn't have to face consequences for killing that kid
0: so we're gonna help you out i'd love to see a list like that'd be a really interesting one to go through of just how many people actually just were destitute after something like this happened to them and it definitely depends on who you are but i would bet most of them i think probably
1: just that my my conclusion based on this is that your starting position like just is your ending position like if you were poor beforehand you probably stayed poor if you were rich beforehand you probably still rich
0: yeah. And I, you know, you guys also wonder about like their personal lives, like how many people, you know, I would, I'm going to make an assumption here that a lot of the people that they associate with personally, or if somebody Googles their name, whenever they ask them out after they get, you know, done with their work day at uh, big finance, a lot of those people are probably like, well, I was fucked up that they made you leave Oklahoma. Like, I just don't. I, it's hard for me to imagine too many situations where this is a real problem for them. Unless, of course, like there's times where, you know, if they are talking to someone who does have a problem with it, but how often is that going to happen? I don't know. Yeah. They have pretty close social circles, is what I'm saying. I don't know.
1: You know, like, like I said, I, I, I find this abhorrent. Um, and like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't associate with anyone who did that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, if, if they were ever around me, like, bitching about what happened, I think I'd be like, well, then you shouldn't have fucking done it, you fucking idiot. Like, how – who in this country gets to that age not knowing that you can't yell the N-word in public? Like, how well, big of a different. fucking idiot are you?
0: It's interesting, too, because, like, I'm reading the Wikipedia page, and it says that Mika and Joe on the Morning Joe blamed that the fraternity brothers' use of the word on hip-hop music.
1: <laughs> okay. Um,
0: <clears throat> which I'd love to hear the stretch that was that argument, but – I I would
1: also love to know the origins of the chant. I bet that frats have been chanting that longer than hip-hop's
0: been around. Right. Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's a Jim Crow song. Yeah. But uh, it does, like, I think back to, like, you know, there's definitely times in my life where I did not know that you were not supposed to rap that word if you were singing a song. And I would bet that a significant portion of the people listening to this were in the same boat. Yeah. And I mean, so much so that now I had already arrived at the stage of self-editing when I saw this happen, but we were there for the Kendrick thing. Yeah. like, And I was fucking floored.
1: Yeah, when Kendrick Lamar invited a fan up on stage to rap and it was a white woman who uh, said the N-word loudly to the entire crowd and he advised her and, not to.
0: And for her, you know, I thought immediately, like, this is going to end up on Twitter. Maybe she gets kicked out of wherever she goes to school. But there were, like – Ten thousand other people who looked like her doing the same thing right there. They just weren't on stage, and I even remember like being really weirded out by it, and being like, "This is a big deal." And Saroy being like, "I don't really think it is."
1: I mean, it was so on much Fox of, News the next day, so I'd say you. But were like Soroy,
0: I think ultimately asked like Ice Cube about it, like when they had Ice Cube on. Okay, it. and he was like, "What did Ice oh, Cube I say?" Really. I was. I remember him being like, "I don't have a real big problem with that." Like, I mean you may end up in a situation where you're around people that aren't okay with it. And that's a risk you're assuming, but he's like, I just don't. And then I remember. Yeah. I, asking, I personally
1: feel there's a lot more gray. Like Donovan had a story about like a woman, uh, like pointedly saying it at him, like in a way that wasn't like meant to be demeaning, but was kind of like, uh, isn't this fun? We're all having a thrill. And like, I've thought about that often is like, that's fucked up. But like, if you just, in like hanging out with your friends and like you can be confident in your heart that none of them are upset by it like doesn't seem to me like you're committing the worst crime in the world
0: now it's also different because this is not this is a song about lynching exactly
1: i think that's vast about
0: yeah it does it, I, it is different but a lot of times how vast the difference is gets lost once that video is out there because yeah,
1: absolutely yeah
0: you know I mean dude seriously like the I've told you this before but like uh, like leaving the tunnel songs that we sang like led by my black teammates mm-hmm. a lot of them featured the n-word yeah and it was like i they just didn't have an issue not not only did they not have an issue with it they the were actively the leading yeah. yeah like they and, like this song though. they
1: think it's cool that you like the song too like let's sing the fucking song
0: and if you've never seen the tony Coats. He's at. He got asked about this one time, and I thought it was a great answer. And maybe I was just looking for some logic for why I should stop doing something that I kind of felt like I should stop doing, but didn't know why. So it fit. But you know, you <laughs> if you go to a, a rap show, you will see lots of white kids using the N word. And I, I don't know. I, this is obviously different than that, but I think it probably. Uh, you know, I wonder if that thing with that, that kindred girl happened today, only, what, five, six years later, if she would have been kicked out of school. Because I don't remember exactly when that was. Yeah, but was I mean, I don't know whether long. or not
1: she did, you know? Like, I yeah. I don't think that we got, like, a bunch of follow-up. I don't even know that, like, her name got out there or anything, which is
0: good. Uh, I think her Twitter account did. Okay. But my guess is she's probably doing okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, um, the lesson that I've learned from this is that privilege is much stickier than I had previously anticipated. And I mean, I should have just thought about it a little more. I guess I just didn't know the specifics. I mean, I did know that they were like Highland Park residents. And so it's not like you should work – you don't got to work too hard to extrapolate from there.
0: It kind of also – and we can move on to your other thing real quick here. But it also makes me think of the Jeopardy thing where – like I know you guys played some of that audio on the Patreon last week. I definitely read the article and want to listen to the audio. I couldn't because I was I didn't read mode. But I think also like there's a lot of layers to this. Like I just think people thought that guy sucked.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I would like to have like a fuller conversation person. about the Jeopardy thing, maybe okay, on the Patreon we this then. week. Because I've got a okay. lot of Jeopardy thoughts.
0: Okay. But I think it just goes to show, like, you know, if if uh you're you're your lot in life and what people think of you, the people who matter around you, that also is a very big factor in how these messages ended up being decoded by the receiver. And I think people just thought that guy sucked. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, he was shitty to people around him, and they're, you're kind of looking for a reason at that point. Yeah. So – so, uh, we'll
1: see. We'll see. last thing I want to say is, uh, just my, uh, my, my, grandfather passed away last week and, uh, just wanted to have some thoughts on it. And I feel a little weird about it because you've had not one, but two grandfathers pass away. And I don't think that you called for the ball and demanded attention about, uh, about it, but, uh, you know, whatever, I, I've got some things to say and, uh, you know, we don't have to like just mirror the other's decisions all the time. Right. That seems reasonable. No.
0: And I felt like I had talked a lot about my grandfather over the years anyways, you know, um, one of them in particular, but yeah, it was my two, two grandfathers and a grandmother in a span of like eight to 10 weeks. Yeah. yeah, it was not long. They were not far apart.
1: Yeah. No, it was, it was tough. I was, you know, certainly holding a good thought. And it, this one, it was not, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't want to come off as a psychopath. Uh, it was having like no reaction to family members passing away. And, you know, I mean, part of my reaction is I want to, you know, talk about it real quick here. But, uh, you know, he he lived a long full life and the last several years of it were much tougher than uh, the rest. And, you know, I I don't think that it's a bad outcome that he is no longer suffering. You know, like he was going through dementia and I can't think of anything worse. I think I would rather physical pain than uh, than something like that. I mean, I guess it depends how bad the physical pain is, but...
0: Uh, I would agree. Yeah. It's, it's and at tough. one point he was the king of
1: Macau. Yeah.
0: So no, well, that's the other side a, of the family. He definitely had a very full existence.
1: Um, no, but he uh, he so was born to uh, Irish parents in Brooklyn, New York. Lived in the uh, Brooklyn, you know, Bronx, uh, New Jersey area for most of his young life. Uh, out of high school, got a job working for AT and T, just like climbing telephone poles, like back in the uh, they didn't have the cherry pickers. He just had like the uh, the stuff you'd put on your shoes, like the spikes you'd hmm. put on your shoes um he once worked uh he fixed uh les paul's telephone service the uh the guitarist wow. les paul um, i feel like
0: you might have told me that story before
1: yeah and i i never got much more to the story than that i remember him being like les was kind of an asshole um yeah but yeah that was, that was about it um but yeah just uh worked his way up from there in a way that you know a path that i think is sadly closed off for most americans these days just start working for the phone company climbing telephone poles and then retire as one of the top vice presidents at bell labs uh go go try that now see how it works out for you um but yeah he he worked at bell labs and did a lot of really cool shit like just understood how telephone systems work like not necessarily i'm sure he understood how like the receiver worked but it was it was more like the the network that supported phone calls so he just did a lot of their big prominent projects for that all over the world. Uh, whenever the Pentagon changed their phone systems, we were going to visit the Pentagon, Megan and I, and I, I mentioned that to him. And he's like, yeah, we, uh, we troubleshot the, the system there whenever they reinstalled, like in the seventies, they, you know, updated it. And he was the one making sure that like everything worked and everything like that. And I definitely have some inches, like, it always makes me, I, I'm very aware that I want to find significance for my life. And a way that I do that is by building up these stories about the other people around me. You know, like I'm, if I can tell myself, like, I'm descended from the guy who they call at the Pentagon whenever they need their phones and, uh, you know, the fucking king of Macau, then, like, that's the sort of significance that I'm yearning for. You know, like, I, I want God to tell me that he is my... that I am his special child and I, you know, take this stuff as an insight. I don't know. I think that's very human and natural. I don't think it's especially enviable. I don't... Like, it's it's a very ego-driven thing, but I, I, I try not to beat myself up about it too much because, you know, I, I think that that's kind of how we're wired like it seems like most of the people around me are also trying to establish some significance in their lives so you know i guess we're just gonna have to be forgiving but uh the story of uh how he got to bell labs and i mean just zooming out a little bit is definitely you know i mean he's my grandpa we always had a a good relationship I, i would not say that he's someone who's like naturally inclined to kids like he's just more of a cerebral person and not like like i feel like emotional people tend to be better with children, like just children experience big emotions. And so like, they're going to connect with that more. And like, he was a more intellectual guy who like kept his very emotions, like, you know, very like uh, in, um, and you know, so I mean, there was that, but like, it's it, just like, we always had a connection and it was, th- but the times that we had like a, a deeper one, it just, it meant a little more, you know, you know how that is? Like if, if sure. it's kind of harder to, to reach through than the, the times you're able to, it's like, Holy shit, this is an accomplishment. This is something, and, uh, you know, as, as most of the people listening to this are aware, I, I briefly had a job running a, a radio station in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, it worked out very poorly. Um, <laughs> and uh, I found myself, you know, living back at my parents and having no job at this time. And like, I mean, this was the, the, the couple months where my, basically like my whole life was just I would wake up, uh, like turn on the Bluetooth speaker and jump in the pool And then, like, uh, just wait and see, like, how, like, before I got, see how long it was before I got tired of the pool. (laughs) Just a real aimless, you know, drifting existence. Uh, And he needed to pick something up from my parents' house. And they were all at work, but I wasn't at work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so we were just, uh, you know, we were both there. And he kind of, like, sat down, you know, was like, hey, how you doing? I was like, you know, trying to make the best of it. And uh, he told me the story of how he got to Bell Labs, which I don't know that, like, I certainly hadn't known it before. And I, I don't know how much, like, he talked about it with, like, other people in the family. I mean, like, obviously, my grandma was there for all of it. But, like, I'm not sure if his kids, like, ever heard of it. I, I don't know. Um, but he was – he just he said, like, that that he had gotten to a certain level at at and in New Jersey. And the people who were kind of the gatekeepers, you know, his bosses of whether he was going to move up to the next level – uh, just didn't like him, just personally thought that he was annoying in whatever way that, you know, they did. And it was it was a personality clash. Um, you know, it's it sounded like most of the personality clashes I've had with bosses in my life, which uh, <laughs> you have had a front seat too. And, uh, you know, y- y- so you, you know the contours of the thing. And, you know, because my only experiences to that point had been working at the ticket and then going into this other situation that, you know, where like I had not developed a bond with the boss that was going to, you know, provide me a uh, stable uh, employment. Uh, you know, and he just basically was put the idea in my head by telling me his story of like, it's personality clashes, but people have different personalities. There's a lot of different kinds of people out there. And so the thing that they did to screw me, like in their minds of, hey, we'll just send them off to this part of the company that we don't care about, that we kind of think is a dead end thing, because we don't understand like what role it's going to play in the future, uh, was that they sent him to Bell Labs, where he found employer like his bosses there liked him a lot and really thought that his skill set was valuable and uh my mom tells a story that i've always thought was cool of that she she didn't really know what he did there and had some sort of situation where like for a business class i think it was a business class that she needed some kind of help and or it might have been that like she had just gotten to uh the job that she had before she had me um and, and needed some sort of advising on something and knew that he was like a subject matter expert and so asked him like hey do you, do you think i could get some time to get help with this and he was like yeah you know come into the office uh, at this time and like we'll we'll have a thing on it and she like gets to the conference room and like most of the company is gathered around and like they're <laughs> waiting on him like he's the guy <laughs> you know like fucking running the shit um and, you know, then just, like, the, they, you know, all set about, like, taking very seriously helping my mom with this problem. Um, and so, you know, to go from the guy that they're trying to get rid of because he's fucking annoying to the guy that's running the meeting that everyone in uh, and the company is in. And that people want to help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I think that he was beloved at Bell Labs. I, I think that, like, the, the people loved working for them, that he was an excellent <clears throat> manager that got the most out of his people through support and encouragement, you know? Like, I I don't know. I wasn't there. I, I didn't uh, show up to work with him at any point. So maybe this is all just me telling stories in my head about my grandpa. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I... I That was such a tremendous gift that he gave me of telling me that story and kind of opening my mind and and moving me from like a really defeated place of like, well, it seems like everyone who makes decisions about employment seems to hate me. So I don't know what value my life is going to have to that perspective tweak of actually there's a lot of different personalities out there and you've kind of had things go bad for you a couple times, but it doesn't mean it's going to go bad every time. Um, and you know, it, it's not like the next day that like things got better or whatever, but I am in a spot now where I feel valued and feel like I jive well with the, the people around me. And, uh, you know, so like I, his, his points were vindicated, I feel. So I don't know. It was, it was just such a, it was such a big deal to me at the time. Um, it's such a big deal to me now looking back on it. And so I, you know, having this platform, I, I just wanted to. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm continuing to try and uh ascribe my life with meaning by telling uh, you know, you folks about it. But uh I don't know. I I just he was a cool guy, he meant a lot to me, and I just want to say big ups to him and, you know, congratulations on a life well lived, that kind of thing.
0: That's really cool, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking about this too when you first started talking, just like I would say that I probably talked about my grandmother more than I ever did the three people that passed away during the time that we were actually doing the show. Um, and I know your grandma was really important to you too, but I mean, yeah, I still, and I do wonder about that sometimes, like how much have I like completely idealized her? <laughs> sure. Uh, like when I'm telling Kristen about her, or but whatever, grandkids but, are allowed to do that about their grandparents, dude. <clears throat> yeah. But I just, yeah, I, I would say that like, obviously from a day to day standpoint, like your mom and for me, my dad, my stepdad and my stepmom too, we just didn't see her quite as much. Like they have more impact on you because they like keep you alive And just by from a time standpoint, like you're going to end up taking more from them because they're ever present in your life. But if just from a big picture standpoint, I would absolutely say my grandmother was by far the most influential person in my life. And we had a few of those type moments, like the one you're talking about whenever you were unemployed. And I remember one that was really weird that in hindsight was. Her and my grandfather came with my dad, and I want to say my stepmom, to the door in Fort Worth. And this was, like, I w- we were basically trying to be Screamo band at this time. Okay. So it was not, like, the most accessible music in the world, you know? Yeah, And she, like, loved it. Because, like, I used to have, I wish we could find video of this, and I would trade it to you for your Valedictorian video. Salutatorian?
1: I did not place... They just let everyone
0: speak. I've to t- tell you speak. this a okay. lot of times. So <laughs> Valley <laughs> Uh <laughs> yeah. And I was like full on into We all were like playing shows for us. Like we wanted to do what we saw, like pop punk, and like we were fucking ape shit, is what I'm telling you. It was not like stand around stare at our shoes. Like we were. It was very regrettable the histrionics that went into our shows. Ah, right whatever, then. dude. And I remember like afterward, her being like, "I always knew you were a little showman." She's like, I loved it. She's like, you can do this. Like, I always knew you were real. little. I guess I remember saying little showman. That's great, dude. Thanks. I cannot believe you're here and that you're not like horrified. Uh, But that one always stuck out to me for sure. Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, it just just shows how much she loves you. Like, she's not, like, she wasn't going to any of those other shows, but, like, whenever she was interacting with it, it was just in, like, a not that she personally enjoyed that sort of art form, but just that she could (laughs) tell how much you were enjoying it and your enjoyment meant so much to her, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. And I would not have blamed any of my other grandparents for not going or for going and being like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is (laughs) not, there's nothing redeeming about this or any of the, anything band related you're doing, but she was just like real into it and real chipper about it. And I'm like, that's so cool. That's really, really cool.
1: Yeah. No, uh, no, I forgot to mention, I, I, I would love to know more of the details in this. And I guess maybe now I never will because he can't tell me, but, uh, his, like with the, the, you know, like behind how phone work technology, I'm pretty sure that like the first cellular switchboard, that that was his team like that he was he was leading the the development of the first like the technology that underpins all cell phones today.
0: I feel like I've heard that's a Bell thing before.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's so definitely a Bell sense. thing. Yeah. But I I think that he was like the guy being like, you know, this is our project uh, designing this cellular switchboard and now every time you make a call you use something like that. I
0: don't know. Yeah, I mean before your cell phone could be lost yeah tc's grandfather had to invent it yeah well that's cool man yeah uh hopefully by the time we talk uh in the next 48 hours i have a uh, current texas driver's license (laughs) i wish you luck (laughs) all right i'll see you thanks man that's it for tonight the high school special is next so until tomorrow for everyone who's been a part of this one i'm tc and jake we do thank you for watching good night